Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're the hosts of 49ers After Dark. Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor, uh, OTAs today just went through with Larry Kruger, who was also there. But now we need to talk big picture. We've gone through the minutia of a practice in June, which is somewhat important. Um, but bigger picture, people not practicing by choice? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Drake Jackson didn't practice. Ty Davis Price didn't practice. Danny Gray didn't practice. Why are the top three rookies not practicing? Jesse. <laughs> A lot of pressure you've just thrown this direction. Make Grant. this I, make I sense. Like, yeah. All right. Here's here's my thought. Um, it, it doesn't sound like anybody has an answer. Or I haven't heard an answer as to why this is going on. It could be as simple as they've been practicing the whole time and they just don't want to expose the rookies to open scrutiny. Maybe that's a possibility. Or it's possible that none of these guys have been signed because one Jimmy Garoppolo is still on this roster. You look across the league, a lot of rookies have been signed, especially the big name ones, really across all the teams, but the 49ers have not signed any of their guys. Now, not saying that's the end of the world, but if you don't want to get injured and you haven't been paid your money, I don't know if I'd be practicing every single day either. So I think personally, unless somebody comes out and gives me another explanation, that it's because these guys have not been paid. And I think that's fair. I don't think that they should be practicing every single day until they do get paid. And those contracts are going to have to be put into place very, very soon. I mean, we're just what? six, seven weeks away from training camp or whatever it's going to be. So they got to get this figured out very, very quickly. And I'm surprised that not one of them have been signed to this point. If you're right that the Niners are losing off-season reps for their rookies who need it the most because they still haven't cut Jimmy Garoppolo, which is something they should have done months ago, what a shame. I mean, it's not a huge, a huge thing, but like when you start adding up all the things the Niners have had to sacrifice to keep Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster so they might be able to trade him for a fifth-round pick, it starts to add up, and this is another thing to put on the list. Well, out of curiosity, you were at OTAs last year, and maybe I'm just misremembering, but how many OTA practices did Trey Lance not participate or Aaron Banks or Sermon or any of those guys? They were there, right? It never happened. There was never a day where like it was like, Trey Lance isn't practicing today. He's good, though. Yeah, that, didn't, that never happened. Yeah, they were all so, in. They were they were on a revenge tour. They were on a quest yeah. for six. <laughs> now it's like mm, maybe not today. Hold on, real quick, because right before we went live, I had to check in. I didn't watch your show with with Krugs, but I did have to see your good and not so good from today's practice. Are you serious about Leon O'Neal Jr. Oh, yeah. getting Jack? Jack Cameron Bible? was there too. He corroborated what I saw. Dude, Leon <laughs> O'Neal got smoked by a ball boy. I was like, how did that oh, happen? No. Basically, what happens is like, I don't know. I guess they're like going through their coverages or however they want to adjust versus whatever. So, like, they have some ball boys run through some routes and Kyle Shanahan throw passes. And what Kyle Shanahan is there to do is basically throw interceptions. He's basically there to get picked off. He's not there to just dice up the defense. And I, I was like sort of half watching, and then I just noticed Kyle throw this like dart of a touchdown. It almost looked like Steve Young to Terrell Owens to beat Green Bay. It was like, and I was like, who got beat 
that a ball boy? I was like, oh, wow. Leon. And I know it's like, hey, man, that doesn't mean you're not going to. You, you might be end up, you might end up being a great safety. But yeah, for sure. People are watching in June. I'm sorry. You you thought it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't. It wasn't even 11 on 11. It was warm up, warming up. You got smoked by the ball boy. It happened. Shanahan oh. saw that ball boy, Ooh. and in his mind, he saw a pizza oven across the street. It was like <laughs> dark. Looking at Leon O'Neal, he was like, "Oh yeah, that's my guy. I got him." <laughs> I got him. <laughs> Leon O'Neal was brought in for Kyle Shanahan to put good film out there to watch himself before practice tomorrow. That's exactly what he was brought in for. I'm telling you, Kyle is out there to throw picks, not touchdowns. And he, he just <laughs> threw a dart. Leon, don't let that happen again. People are watching and people don't forget. True. People, very, like, very true. Yeah, people don't forget. All right, moving on. Jimmy Garoppolo. Albert Breer says uh, he can work a contract with teams. Great. Uh, do you think the 49ers should – well, what do you think of that? And what do you think of the fact that the Niners might pick up some of his salary to facilitate a trade? Man. Okay. So, first of all, with the Albert Breer comment, that – I mean, that was some news, right? It wasn't as good as, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo and his team can work out a trade – but if you listen to what Shanahan said last week, that they're working together to try to get something done. And this definitely pushes that story forward from the other side of things saying, hey, yes, Jimmy does certainly have some cachet here to work things out with other teams as far as a contract goes. That's fantastic. So it was good to hear that about a week after we had heard the rest of the Jimmy Garoppolo news. But I keep hearing that the 49ers might have to eat some salary if they're willing to move on from Jimmy Garoppolo. Absolutely under zero circumstances am I eating any of that money. Thank you. Are you kidding happen. me? It cannot Absolutely happen. not. No, 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 it, it can't grant because you get to save so much money. If you are able to roll that money over, it's the mistake that they avoided last off season. They Correct. could have rolled the money over. So if you stay under the cap this year. You essentially get to double your money up. You have to take all that money and run. If you have to cut him instead of eating, I don't know, $12 million to get a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick, you cut Jimmy Garoppolo. You save that money. It's more important than anything that you can get in round three or round four. In my opinion, there is no way that you eat a single dime of that contract, period. I hope they understand that. I hope they get that, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they do. Um, just, I'm just going to say that. But what what Albert Breer said about Jimmy G working on a contract with other teams, yeah, I mean, obviously, right? No one's going to trade for one year of Jimmy Garoppolo at $27 million. That's insane. So any team that might even consider trading for Jimmy Garoppolo is like, okay, but we want to extend your contract and make it more – feasible and that's why i can't get my brain around the idea that this is going to happen because what team wants three years of jimmy three <laughs> that's that's what it's going to take right yeah you're no, right like, about what, that what team wants that no team but again yeah. you don't no team wants one year of jimmy no team wants three years of jimmy i'm I, i'm lost it seems to me the niners have to cut him so he can sign somewhere as a backup for a while and work himself up from there yeah, and I think that's most likely to happen. But 
let's go through it just real quick because I think the consensus is the only team that would be even remotely interested would be the Panthers, I guess. But what about Cleveland? If Deshaun Watson is suspended all year, I mean, this man just picked up a 23rd allegation. If he gets suspended all year, are they really going to roll with Brissett? Is that the answer? Jimmy's got to be better than Brissett. I, I just, I, I don't know if he's refusing to play for him, Grant, but that, I don't know if that's salvageable. Is Baker I mean, the least popular player in the league? Baker, Baker doesn't have a lot of support. He might want to like strap it up and play. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. That's, it's, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's a possibility, right? Maybe. It's a possibility. OBJ, well, it's it's never good when OBJ asks to leave Cleveland and then is like, well, you know, I'll come back if Watson's going to be the quarterback. Like, I'm cool coming back there. I liked Cleveland. I just didn't like Baker Mayfield. That's never a good indictment. I remain skeptical of this Jimmy Garoppolo market. He could, he could, he could, ex- he could change his contract. He could. Ex- I don't see why any team would want to commit themselves to Jimmy. Everyone says Carolina, like, sure, man. I mean, how desperate do you got to be? I don't know. I guess. But it's they, like. They're I desperate. I, I got to admit, Carolina is pretty desperate, right? But if the writing's on the wall that there's no other team that's even remotely interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, you're just bidding against yourself for what? Like, why? Why are think, you bidding against yourself? Yeah. Think like their owner. You're sort of on the fence with Matt Rule. If he doesn't get to the playoffs, you're firing him. Are you going to yes. let him trade for Jimmy Garoppolo and extend his contract? So, so you're stuck with Jimmy even if you fire Matt Rule. Like, and you're just getting Matt Rule to save J- Matt. You're just getting Jimmy Garoppolo to save Matt Rule's job. Like, True. no, I wouldn't let him do that. Matt, excuse me, David Tepper. What's that guy's name that owns? I, don't, I have no idea who owns the Panthers. Whoever owns the Panthers, don't let Matt Rule trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That would be crazy. Yeah, that's that's quality control. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag quality control for every team in the league, apparently. Grant don't do that. All right. Aaron Banks starting left guard for the 49ers, the first two OTAs in front of the media, spoke to the media today and confirmed that he has lost body fat. What is your take on Aaron Banks? This this was really interesting. So I've got a couple directions that I want to go with this one. First of all, I remember last week I said, hey, is there anybody? I, 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 in fact, it wasn't even me. I think it was a comment. Somebody had asked if anybody's body had changed. You're like, uh, Aaron Banks. That was the one guy you said. Well, Aaron Banks confirmed that. His body uh-huh. certainly did change. Lost a yeah. lot of body fat, gained muscle, still weighing 330 pounds. So that's good. It's all functional weight that he's been able to replace. So that's great news. But then the question has to become, why? Why was this man drafted in the second round ahead of so many talented players, knowing that he probably had to sit a year and change his body completely just to get onto the field? Right. And and I hope it works out. I'm really rooting for Aaron Banks. I think I think Aaron Banks probably going to be fine, actually. I mean, you said it yourself. I think last time we talked, if you're sitting between a great left tackle and, and a center and Mac, you're going to probably be okay. But that being said, why? That's the only question I have. Why? You could have, most likely you could have had this man in the third round. If you really, really wanted Aaron Banks, you could have waited, right? And so he sat a whole year. You played him out of position. He had to change and remake his whole body to be ready 
for this year. It just it still seems odd that this man was taken in round two with such high priority the way that they made it last year. Yeah, it was probably a mistake. But I think the idea was that once Trey Lance took over, the run game was going to fundamentally change. Because with Jimmy, they would it was like two to one runs from under center to runs from the gun. Mm-hmm. And the runs from the gun were more like, you know, as sort of a change up and passing downs just to keep him honest because Jimmy wasn't a factor in that. They were all about the outside runs from under the from under center. And once Lance becomes a quarterback, it's still going to be part of the offense, but a, a, a much smaller part. And with the quarterback, the 11 on 11 run game, you have a lot of running backs up the gut. And th- if you're going to do that, you're going to need a really good guard. Um, so I think that's what they were thinking. I think they were preparing for this year. I think they were, the, the Niners, you know, drafted Trey Lance with an eye, uh, planning to sit him for a year. So I think they also plan to maybe sit Banks. I don't know. But I think the whole Trey Lance, Aaron Banks, Trey Sermon, they were all kind of drafted with a vision to what the offense might be with an 11 on 11 run game as opposed to 10 on 11. I don't know yeah, if Banks live up to the, the expectations, but I think that was the idea. Yeah, for sure. And it really did. I mean, we talked about it last year. It seemed like they were purposefully trying to redshirt a lot of these guys, getting them ready to play with Trey Lance. I mean, yeah. Sermon was one of those guys, Banks, clearly. But it, it just, the whole thing seems kind of odd. But again, rooting for Banks for sure. I think, you know, we've heard Forrester talk about it. We've heard Shanahan talk about it. I think they really do believe in Banks and letting Tomlinson go certainly speaks volumes of what they do think of what Banks can become. So I'm going to hold judgment on on what he ends up being, but it just still seems a little bit odd that you've asked this guy to play out of position, remake his whole body, even before he steps on the field. It's it's just kind of a crazy thing to do with a second round pick. Yeah, doesn't seem and, great. And, and, and well, then the then the question becomes is, Okay, so you're hearing a lot of good things, right? This is this is the argument that people are making about Trey Lance. Well, you're hearing a lot of good things. Are they forcing it? Well, are they forcing it with Aaron Banks? Is he really looking good? Is he really the guy that they hoped he would be? Or are they trying to spin it and make him better? I, I don't know. I mean, you're there. Maybe you're seeing something that, that we're not, obviously. But, yeah. Well, I mean, to me, it's like different positions. With a quarterback, you can kind of judge him a little bit. Yeah. An offensive lineman. It's like all I can say is that his body's a little different and he's starting. Let's see what it looks like when the pads are on. Yeah. And he's in one on ones. We'll see. That's what yeah. I, I'll let you know. Totally like if, if he can't block freaking Kevin Givens, then I don't know. We'll see. Because yeah. Kevin Givens is good. Not to say freaking Kevin Givens is good, but he's not even a starting player in the NFL yet. So we'll see. It's the Kevin Givens test. If you can't block Kevin Givens, I don't know if you should be starting for this team because he's not a starter, but he's good. He is You're graded good. on the Kevin Givens curve, yeah, right? That's right? Okay, that's fair. That's All right. right. No disrespect to Kevin Givens. I love – he's a really good player. Yeah. But he hasn't exactly – he hasn't become a starter yet. So if you're going to be a starter, you better be able to block the best backup on the Niners team. Better. Bay Area Baller picked him as his breakout lineman. We know Bay Area Baller is one for one with Arden Keys, so I'm I'm gonna trust that Givens is pretty good until I'm proven today. otherwise. Givens had a sack today, and yep. uh, if Kinlaw, if his knee doesn't recover, and we don't know, we'll see. Givens might be the dude who who steps up, so we'll see. He's yeah, important. Good point.
Trey Lance, a lot, during the down period of the offseason, a lot of people, uh, people all over the country, people with tattoos of lips on their neck, a lot of people figured out that if you just said anything negative about Trey Lance, that you would get famous. So that kind of that period of the offseason is over. And now you're starting to hear people like Daniel Jeremiah at NFL.com really praise him. And also D'Amico Ryans and Talanoa Hafunga. What do you uh, make of this trend of people a little bit a little bit more credible actually praising Trey Lance? It, it's nice. It really is nice. And not only that, but I, I just read Jack's article, Santa Rosa Press Democrat. If you've not done so, I, I recommend it. He wrote about Trey Lance today. I know that you tweeted about Trey Lance today. You posted videos of Trey Lance today. And let's just take Chris Sims at his word. If you weren't there, you don't get to talk. Well, the guys that have been there are talking. And they're all saying very good things about Trey Lance. His teammates are saying good things. But, you know, again, they are his teammates. They're not going to say anything negative about Trey Lance, I wouldn't imagine. But I think that the story is matching up with what those teammates are saying, right? And much like last year, it's a lot of defensive teammates. Mm -hmm. The ones that have to face him, the ones that Mm -hmm. have to match wits with him are the ones that are like, man, this kid is really, really sharp. He's Mm -hmm. really good. And I want to go back to something that you said today as well. Again, I, I just watched your good and not so good from today. And you said, you you glossed over this. And I think you meant it with all your heart, but I, I want to talk about this because you said in a moment's notice that you felt like Trey Lance had grasped the offense more than what Jimmy ever had. Mm-hmm. And I, I want your explanation on that in a second. But the reason that I'm latching onto that is I also heard that today. Um, somebody sent me a message talking about that today. So I find it interesting that you said that the same day that I had heard it. And so do you, do you want to elaborate on that? Like what, what you meant by that kind of where you were going with that as far I as mean, what you'd heard he, or see, he knows where his check down is. I mean, he can find his check. I just, Jimmy to me is like, they called him a gamer, this and that. He's, it was always so frustrating to watch in, in practice. And it wasn't just that he didn't know where his check down was. It was like every practice he was going to throw a ball that either was going to get picked or should have got picked. Trey doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. At no point in front of the media this offseason has he thrown a ball that was even close to getting picked. He just seems like he has a much better concept of what of what Kyle's trying to accomplish, and he sort of knows what he's supposed to do. Now, is he Patrick Mahomes? No. I'd give him a B for my first. I mean, he hasn't had any big plays. He hasn't lit the world on fire. But he's competent. And I never felt that way about Jimmy Garoppolo. I never felt that Jimmy Garoppolo really knew what Kyle was trying to accomplish. He would just force stuff. Lance doesn't force anything. Never does he force a throw. He'll miss occasionally. But Jimmy would force stuff. Dangerous throws. that he didn't. It's like, dude, you're a game manager. They don't trust you. They want to run the ball. Can you just protect the football? No. No. That, that was the problem, right, is that he had that game. And I've, I've said this a million times over, but game manager skill set, but he has the mindset of somebody that wants to air it out. And that's a horrible combination. 
Trey Lance is the opposite because he oh, has the skill set. Jimmy's yeah, interception in Green Bay this off uh, this playoffs. It's like yeah. you're not a gunslinger, bro. Rolls out, throws a pick right to the cornerback in the end zone. Like, <laughs> who do you think you are, man? <laughs> when Trey does stuff like that, good things happen though. Mentality, right? He has a gunslinger mentality, but he has the skill set of somebody that should be a game manager. And I feel like Trey's the exact opposite because he has the skill set to be a gunslinger, but he protects the football. He doesn't put it in harm's way. He's super cerebral. Yes. And and so here's here's what I'll say. You've heard a lot of noise around Trey Lance. Yep. Most of the noise, the achos, the Sims, who, by the way, addressed a comment that I had made to him on Twitter. Shout out to him for that. Chris Sims is a but great guy. He super I nice. He was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and plus, what I like about him too is he totally thinks for himself. You might disagree with them, but like, who you disagree with me? I he says a thing. I'm interested. He backs it up. He has. I love Chris Sims. Great guy. And plus, yeah. he, I interviewed him like five, six years ago. Gave me like 15 minutes. Generous dude. Good guy. Chris, shout out. Shout out to Chris. There we go. But but even Chris did flat out lie when he was trying to make a point about Trey. He's like, he said that Shanahan, it was a conservative effort to get him to 50% every game. It's like, well, hold on a second. Yeah. It was not at all he that in the Texans game. With the facts, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chris talking about so, stuff he's heard. It's like, man, just call me. I'll tell you what I, what I saw. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're there. So yeah. Sim says that Acho makes a whole thing about Trey and he's like, well, he only played one game. Well, he actually played two and a half. Actually, let's, let's be clear about that. Get it right. Exactly. I mean, it's not that hard to get that fact, right? And if you get it wrong, it it really kind of invalidates everything you say after that. Sorry. Exactly. So, so you've got people like that who are embellishing the truth to make them seem right. And then you've got people that are physically in the building telling you complete opposite who are you going to believe right like so just just be cautious of who you're listening to that's all i'm going to say when it comes to trey lance but and i want to i want to be real clear with my take on lance so far he is better than jimmy garoppolo but he always was last year was silly i still don't but he broke his finger fine better than jimmy garoppolo still i'm not sure that he's necessarily worth three worth three first round picks that that's a different bar. And that's something that the Niners sort of shackled him. That's not his burden, but they've made it his burden. Three first round picks. Wow. Okay. Now be a top five quarterback. I haven't seen him be, I I, I can't say that he's going to be a top five quarter. I'm not saying he won't be though. We'll see. It's been two practices in the off season. I'd like to see a little more, but uh, I'll see like, what'll be like 15, 20 in the, in August. It'll be a whole different thing. Okay. So, so question for you. Again, small sample size, and I'm not going to hold you to this. In the chat, they might hold you to this one. But just you and I are talking here, Grant. Based off of what you've seen, would you be shocked that when he's 24 years old, that he's on the precipice of becoming a top five to seven quarterback in this no. league? Would that shock no. you? No. No. I'm just saying I don't think he's there yet. Like For sure. Not, That's fair. Like if he If he were, he'd be lighting it up. But he's not. But at the same time, he's very efficient. He's doing a, he's doing a good job, and he doesn't have Debo or Kittle or any of his any of the starters in the offensive line. None of them. So I just at a certain point, if he were a top five quarterback, he'd be lighting it up. Hasn't yet, but and, he's doing a very good job. He's doing a very good job, and I don't think like 
I, th- I think there's a fantasy that he's gonna he's gonna be Patrick Mahomes because he's in a good situation, it's a good scheme. He's I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But he looks very good right now. Well, okay. So let's let's put it this way. A lot of people are coming out with their power rankings on all these teams, and they have the 49ers top 10 usually, but like nine or ten. Uh-huh. They have the Packers at five, and everybody's answer is the same. Well, we just don't know what the rookie quarterback is. So at the very least, it sounds like this this quarterback will second your quarterback. It sounds like this quarterback at the very least can run the offense, be efficient, and protect the football. If he can do just those things, Grant, by God, they could win a Super Bowl because that's, that's exactly what we said last year, Jesse. <laughs> that's it. He said last year. <laughs> I know. There it is. I know. My thing, though, is that the, the offensive line, I, I'm focused on the offensive line. That's my question with this team. And my question with Lance isn't anything that has to do with him. It's the fact that they didn't play him last year. And will the lack of experience have an effect early in the season? That's my question. I don't have have really any question of, with him. It's the off. It's the protection and his readiness. Not and it's not even his readiness. It's it's his preparedness, which again is the 49ers' responsibility, and it's something they kicked the can down the road on. I, I'm curious on that one. Totally Period. fair. Totally yeah. fair. But yeah. let's say let's say worst case, he can come in and be a good game manager this year, make a play here or there, but protect the football, and then next year really break out. Hello, exactly. like this I mean, like, is what could have happened. Seattle did with Russell Wilson early on in his career. Yep. They were the most run first team in the league. It was all about Marshawn Lynch. And when Russell Wilson was 23, it was like, hey, man, just kind of hand it off, take it sometimes, enhance the run game, and have a few big plays th- through the air and then sort of build from there. And uh, he's probably a Hall of Famer. So we'll see if Trey Lance I, – I really th- – when I'm trying to explain why I believe in Trey Lance to my dad, I end up saying like – you, you know why you like Russell Wilson, right? That. Basically that, but in a bigger frame. And he's like, well, okay, if he's going to be Russell Wilson, then fine. So I I, I think there's going to be some of that. Well, think about it. You Good know, not great from the pocket and just freaking deadly from the perimeter. Freaking deadly from the perimeter. And that's fine. And then yeah. he can grow into the pocket yes. stuff, right? And so when you think about it like that, okay, everybody wants him to be Herbert or Mahomes. No. But a lot of people are Josh Allen. Or yeah. Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people. Those are all-time greats. But I'm just saying great players aren't usually what those guys are in, in Herbert and Mahomes, right? They are the Peyton Mannings, the the Aikmans, the Staffords, the Allens, guys that take some time. Or sometimes you get in between, which is Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger. Those are all guys who are able to manage the offense with a very good defense protect the football, make a play here or there, and win rings early on, right? And so why can't Trey Lance do that? He doesn't have to be Patrick Mahomes for this team to win a ring. He just has to be what Roethlisberger, Brady, and Wilson were early in their career, which was not a lot, to be real with you. It was efficient, but it wasn't, wow, he can do those things. I believe that. Abu Marco 23 says, what do you want to see from uh, Lance to go from B to Mahomes? What's missing in his game so far based on your limited time watching him? I just want to see him. I want to see some explosive plays because, yes, he's going to be more a better game manager than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. But again, ultimately, Trey Lance isn't going to be judged against Jimmy Garoppolo. He won't. He's going to be judged against Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson straight up. 
you know, those type of quarterbacks. And I want to see him get the explosives. Today was a play action shot play day and he hit none of them. Now he was very, he was very efficient when it wasn't there. He checked down. He did the right thing, but one was a little bit underthrown. One was a little bit overthrown. He just didn't hit it today. Maybe he hit him the other couple of practices when I wasn't there. Um, I would imagine that Mahomes at this point was nailing those. So I, I want to see Lance at by the, you know, by, by the end of uh, August hit those. And, you know, I know he will, cause he did last year. It was just been two practices. That's all I'm saying. He's being Absolutely. very uh, mature with his quarterback, not forcing anything, which is probably smart because if he does and has a low, you know, completion percentage day gets picked, that's going to be national news. Well, also I'll say this, you say that he's going to be compared to the Watsons, the, the Wilsons, the Mahomes, Herbert's, all those guys, Allen. That is true, but not in the beginning. In the beginning, he will be compared to Jimmy. That is true. The first year, he's going to be compared to Jimmy. If he can be better than Jimmy slightly year one and then grow into the be. rest of that, then we're fine. He will be. The, and my question, though, is I feel like there's it's a given he's going to be better than Jimmy. But will the team be better than last year? Because if it's not, you're going to have these casuals blaming Trey for that when it's like, look at the tape. Come on. But I'm telling you, people give Jimmy Garoppolo all this magic credit for stuff that he doesn't do. Seriously, that's what I, that's my concern for portray is that he could actually just be objectively better than Jimmy on the stat sheet on film, but the team might not be as good as last year because I mean, they didn't, their offensive line is worse and the schedule's tougher. Uh, that's fair. You know, and then people are going to be like, well, trade isn't the leader that Jimmy is. Jimmy would have inspired his players to play better. Yeah, sure you know, it's like oh, okay. Well, Trey can't win for losing <laughs> at this point. Niners throwback says Trey Lance got better and Jimmy never did. Do you think Green Bay will be better than Niners this year? I'm not super excited about Green Bay. Like, basically, unless what's his, unless Christian Watkins is the truth, they have no receivers. Nothing. Randall Cobb. I, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I've actually like tweeted out the last couple of days about power rankings. I don't understand the Green Bay hype. I, I really don't. I is mean, it Christian I guess Watkins or Christian Watson. I don't even know. Watson. Watson. Sorry. Yeah, Watson. There's another Christian Watkins, right? Yeah. I've been calling yeah, him. I think so. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Christian Watson. And I think that Christian Watson can be a pretty good player eventually, but usually your one receivers are are not. They're growing into things. Very rarely do you have a Jamar Chase or Randy Moss. It usually takes a few years for receivers to grow into it, right? So assuming that he doesn't come out the gate and set the world on fire, which is a fair assumption, they lost Devontae Adams. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Like that, that is big. And Aaron Rodgers is a year older. Green Bay is a team that the 49ers have already proven that they can beat. I I personally don't understand the love for Green Bay. Do I think they're a top 10 team? Sure. Do I think they're a top five team? Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I'm not sure they're going to win that division. I mean, it's great to have a Hall of Fame quarterback, but he needs weapons. What would Joe – I mean, if you just take away all the receivers. I mean, I was in Green Bay. In that playoff game, it seemed to me like Aaron Rodgers only trusted Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. He wouldn't throw the ball mm -hmm. to anyone else. He was super careful, which I can't stand about him. He's supposed to be the greatest quarterback of all time, but 
I kind of prefer Brett, Brett Favre. I grew up on Brett Favre. Brett Favre didn't give a fuck. He didn't. He didn't no, give a fuck. Right. Aaron Rodgers gives lots of fucks. All the fucks. He cares. Like, he will not <laughs> throw the ball. He will lose the game with a nice completion percentage and a good quarterback rating and be like, it wasn't my yep. fault. Favre would never do that anyway. Anyway, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. I don't, I don't know either, but I love Favre. Favre's one of my favorite players of all time. He ripped our heart out year after year, but towards the end of his career, I'm like, how can you not like watching Brett Favre play football? I'm sorry. All I know is when I was a 49er fan when I was a kid, we never beat that guy. Nope. But then when I was not a Niner fan and I covered the team, every time I'm like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to humble this team. Nope. Nope. Never. 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 Come on, Aaron. Uh, did you make eye contact with Kinlaw today? You know, I honestly didn't see him. I didn't see him on the field at all. Maybe he was just lifting. You know what I'm saying? I didn't see him at all. I was not trying to make eye contact with him, though, but I didn't see him. <laughs> Daniel Bullock says the safety position is wide open for competition. Do you believe Mr. Daniel Bullock? Because I don't. <laughs> I Okay, I'll say this. I think that Hafanga certainly has an inside track. But it's funny because everybody sees the video today. I don't know if you you probably haven't seen it because you've been at practice and did your show. But it was a video of Jimmy Ward had leaked of him and Hafanga, and he's calling them to the greatest duo in the league. And they're dapping it up. They got their little high five thing. He's talking about his hair, like the whole thing, right? It's okay. It's It's cool, right? I love... And, and you've heard, I think Tamiko Ryan's talked about Hufunga making a leap as far as being a communicator on the field. All the good things you're hearing about Hufunga, which is awesome. But I'm still not sold that it's just Hufunga's job. Certainly, he does have the inside track. But when you ask the little old position coach whose job it is, he says it's an open competition. And that's exactly what it is. Do I think Hufunga probably ultimately wins it? I, Maybe. I, I don't know. I'm still big that more can get the job. I really am. We'll see. <laughs> Grant's not buying it. Or, Grant's not buying it. Here's the thing. He's in open saying. competition. Why has Talanoa Hafunga gotten 100% of the uh, snaps with the first team at safety? Is Damn more healthy? Mr. Is Bullocks. More, is more healthy? No. Okay. That's, exactly. Let's wait till training camp. I'm sure it's an open competition the way quarterbacks an open competition and left tackles an open competition. No, I'm he's no <laughs> Talano is not that great. He's not Trent Williams. I'm just saying if the, if it is, an, if it is an open competition, it hasn't started yet. They haven't opened it up yet. Right now it's a closed competition and Talano is competing against himself. If they open it up, I will let you know because nickel is an open competition. I know what an open competition looks like. It's happening at nickel. Like it's Denard, but then, Womack gets some gets some run. Uh, Lenore gets some run. Quantrez Knight gets some. There's four guys, and they all get an opportunity. Not a safety. So, Daniel, love to see it. Would love to see it. <laughs> First of all, I want to go back to the Lance thing real quick because I feel like you have a missed opportunity to give Dwelly some love. I heard that he caught a pass in between both safeties today that was threaded in there by Trey Lance. You're not going to just throw some love towards Dwelly whenever you can? Dude, I, Jack wrote about it. I feel like, I, I feel mean, like dude, Dwelly, Dwelly is a Hall of Fame practice player. At this point, <laughs> when I say he did it again, people are like, no, he didn't. I Because they don't give him an opportunity to do it in games. So I say it, and people are like, what are you talking about? But he does it every time. Every time. Dude has mitts. He has hands. Dude, 
has mitts. Sushi Juice. Wow. Says, guys, what are your thoughts on Peter Key's concerns over Trey? See his article circulating amongst Trey haters who are calling for Jimmy to stick around. Is the concern justified or hyperbolic? Uh, the only – okay, I haven't read the article. All I heard is that he he kind of – I mean, unless I'm wrong, the last thing I had heard about him was a few days ago, and he had refuted that Jimmy was there because Trey wasn't ready. Like, that was on the show with Colin Cowherd. So what did he say in his article that goes against that? So I would say I, I don't think it's justified at all. I mean, out of his own mouth, he said it seems like the opposite of what this article says. So I apologize. I haven't read the article. I'm going off of what he said a week ago on the show. So Tom Jensen says, Hafunga opens the ears. The starter to question is, will he remain the starter? In my opinion, no. Well, who's better than him on the team? Like, is Dante Johnson going to replace him? Is George Odom going to finally make the leap and be a starter? Like, you I, you would want a better safety, someone faster than Hafunga, but I don't know if that guy's in the roster. They could always call up Tavon Wilson. He impressed last year. It's true. Tavon. Tavarius Moore, are you holding out hope for that one? For the, for, I, for the, I think uh, so. Yeah, I think more. Yeah, I, I really think more can I, I really do think more can press for that job. I, I really do. I mean, he's now what he's been in the league for three years. He was able to sit back. Obviously, an injury is never good. But sometimes when you play at the speed that he does, you mentally don't prepare. Right. Because you know that you can make up for things on the field with your speed. Well, maybe he's taken a step back athletically, and so he is having to prepare more mentally, and it could be a good thing for him. We'll see. Vish, who I, I've never heard of. Vish, nice to meet you. Uh, says, Grant, that's B that's BS? Slow it down? LOL. What is he talking about? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't I don't know who he is, and I don't know what he's talking about. Never met, never heard of Vish. Uh, <laughs> what, by saying that Talanoa is going to be the starter? What, is, is Tart coming back? Do you know something I don't know, Fish? I don't know. Fish, <laughs> how come no one wants Jaquaski Tart? What's up with that? Oh. My question. Jaquaski, how come no one wants Jaquaski Tart? What's up with that? Why is Jaquaski Tart a free agent? My question. How long ago was this here? comment? This comment was four minutes ago. We were talking about Hafunga. So yeah. what's up with yeah, Tart? Is he coming back? Is he is he gonna have a job this year? Because if they could have both of them like last year, you could kind of hedge your bets there. If not, who is taking Hafunga's job? Odom? Uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's uh really Vish. I think Do it's somebody posing his the way the 49ers talk about Hafunga. They have never praised Trey Lance the way they talk about Hafunga. With Trey Lance, <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, you know, it's pretty good. I like his job. They're like, Hafunga? Oh, oh. This guy, the professionalism. They talk about him like he's already in the Hall of Fame, I swear. I'm not saying I talk about him that way, but how does this fifth-round pick have both Troy Polamalu and John Lynch completely in his Two of the best safeties ever think Talanoa is that guy. The one. The one. I don't the, the one. I still don't understand what Vish is talking about or who Vish, who Vish is. I actually, to be fair, Grant, I don't think it's actually Vish. I think it's somebody posing as Vish because there's another comment that you'll see that oh wow was paid for. That's not him. So I, I don't think it's him. Otters said, "Should Niners trade for Chuck Clark?" 
That's a safety. No. Just if you want, bring back Tart. Nobody else wants him and he's cheap. Vish, Vish says Lowell needs to chill with the Larry David haircut. Okay, I don't think it's the real Vish. It's not the real Vish. No, it's definitely not the real Vish. My dad had the Larry David haircut way before Larry David had the Larry David haircut. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. What if it's the Lowell Cone haircut? Yeah. Just because Larry David looks like my dad doesn't mean that my dad looks like Larry David. I mean, my this... dad had that look way before Larry David. This is like office space. Like, why should he change his haircut? Because that no talent ass clown came out after him. Just saying. <laughs> Tom says the fungus play will shut the Niners up. Hey, I'm not a, I'm not in Hufunga's uh corner the way that Palomalu and freaking uh Lynch is. I just feel like there's no alternative. Unless unless they call up Tart and be like, look, we gave your all your numbers away. You can't be 29. You can't be three. We blamed you for not going to the Super Bowl. But you know what? We were wrong. Come back. What is the alternative? I'd love to know. Dante Johnson. What if it's Dante Johnson? Guess who had interception today? Dante Johnson. Yeah. He can run. No, please. I, I like Dante Johnson, but come on. No, that count. No, no, no. That cannot be the answer. I wouldn't mind keeping him, though, because he is very versatile. He's going to find a way to make this team again because it's him. By the way, a plus comment by Randall Riley said that we got catfished. That's Cat pretty fished, good. Daryl A. EMA. <laughs> I guess a lot of people made the joke. Sorry. All right. Last topic. Who is the 49ers best coach? Mm. Okay. So this is interesting because the, I mean, a majority of the coaching staffs turned over, but there are some staple names that are still on this team. Obviously Shanahan being the head coach, offensive play caller, been to two NFC championships. That's a great option. D'Amico Ryans, by the way, who was the better of the two coordinators, in my opinion, last year, did a hell of a job, especially once he got his feet under him after losing Verrett with that makeshift secondary. Incredible job what he did. That being said, it's Chris Kosarek. I mean, this guy I is agree. the best damn coach you got, you, on this yep. team. Yep. The best coach. I, I was reading, I was reading something where he was talking about Bosa today, and he's talking about double teams, and uh, not double teams, but holding penalties, and talking about how they've got to do a better job of making sure that he is just a millisecond ahead, so we cannot be held anymore. We can't control being held. We can't complain about being held. We've got to figure out a way to beat being held. I mean, what a hell of a of a comment. And I believe that he'll get Bosa there. Not, not only that, this man gets nobody's paid every single offseason. Guys that come to the 49ers and have no production, they leave the 49ers, still have no production. And like Hyder's going, okay, I get it. I've had two good years with Kosarek, one with the Lions, one with the Niners. I'm just going to play there for cheap because I know that I'll do good in that system with that man. This guy is the best coach on the team, hands down, to me right now. The ultimate embodiment of Chris Kacarek's impact, Kerry Hyder. It's like you you have accomplished nothing without Chris Kacarek. But when you got when you guys come together, all of a sudden it's like Magic and Kareem. Like you guys cannot be stopped. <laughs> it's true. He is that 
good. I mean, there's no other coach that's as excellent at his job on the team as Kasarik, and that includes Kyle Shanahan. Now, Kyle is the most valuable coach on the team because offensive scheme is paramount, and everyone wants his scheme. His scheme is cutting edge, and but that scheme is more than him. It's him and his dad, and it's his assistant coaches, and it's great. Um, but his leadership is in question. His play calling and crunch time is in question. His, uh, you know, his uh, full ability to be a great head coach is in question. He's a losing record. Kasarik is pretty much universally regarded as the top of the top in his uh, field. Which I, I asked him, like, do you have – I was like, you know, you're universally regarded as the best defensive line coach. Do you have any aspirations to be a coordinator? And he was like, nope, nope, this is my passion. I love that. This I love passion. that. I used to have that aspiration, but, but, you know, to be a coordinator, you have to really, really study coverages. And I tried. And I would just keep watching the D-line because I just – that's all I want to watch. And I really respected that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah, And that's great news for 49er fans because all they have to do is just keep making him the highest paid defensive line coach and he's going to stay forever. He, he Fantastic news. Fantastic uh, news. What's interesting is like, you know, the Niners really, 2019 was big for them. That was a huge change. They were losers and then they became winners in 2019. They brought in Bosa. They brought in Debo. They also brought in Kasari. That was a big addition. Huge. Huge. Well, think about it like this though, too. When... Somebody like a Teray gets signed or a Jackson gets drafted. It's not just the player that you talk about. You go, oh, man, I see a lot of potential. I bet Kosera can get the best out yep. of this guy every single time. That right there is a mark of a great coach. I think that's fantastic. Great question by you because we've all thought about that. We've yeah. all wondered, hey, what if this guy wants to go be a D coordinator? Are we going to lose him in a year? No, it doesn't sound like it unless he's really tied to D'Amico Ryan's for any re reason, he's going to be a 49er for a really, really long time because they'll just keep paying him top dollar as they should. Think about like uh, Drake Jackson. Mm -hmm. Niners draft him and everyone loves it. If the Niners didn't have Chris Kacarek and they just had some D-line coach that didn't have a track record of getting the best out of players, young players, you might not look at that pick so positively. You look at it as like, oh, you know, he's young. He kind of didn't have a position in college. He was he didn't have a ton of production. He's a little bit of a project. I don't know. But with Kasarik, you're like, oh, that's that's a slam dunk. That's yes. a, that's a fucking slam dunk. Yep. And that's gonna be and it and it is. It is a fucking slam dunk. I I don't question that at all. And then I just asked him like, so what is it about Drake Jackson that that has you so excited? And he just went like in detail for minutes about what he, I'm like. Oh yeah, that sounds about. I'm not betting against Drake Jackson. <laughs> At the end, he's like, so in summary, like, in conclusion, that's why he's going to give a lot of sacks in the NFL. Like, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good. Yeah, I just learned a lot right there. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against him at all. He's such an asset. And I I don't know who got him here, Robert Sala, Kyle Shanahan, but they got to keep paying him. Thank you for that, yep. by the way. Thank yeah, you for thank that. Thank you. If that was your final uh, gift to the organization, Robert, respect. Nice. <laughs> Mad respect, for sure. Mad respect. All right, that's the show for tonight. 49ers After Dark. Got a little hyphy, just hyphy enough because my hyphiness is under investigation. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. Can't get too hyphy. Just hyphy enough. Thank you for watching. Jesse, what's up with you the next few days? Uh, right now, I think I'm going to go with Jack tomorrow. Hammer and Nail show over on his, his channel. 
Warriors are in the finals, so certainly don't want to take anybody away from that. But tune in over at Last Second Sports. Tap in over there if you have not done so already. There's certainly some things, different things out there that can hold you over. Interviews from NDSU's quarterback coach. Um, the back and forth between Chris Sims and I is up there. So go check it out. Go check it out. Thanks for watching. That's Jesse Naylor. I'm the Rat Bastard. Take care.